Good morning. Today's class is Leunishma Yerachmel Dian Gedalia. Today's also the Yortzeit of the Holy Benishchai. This class is in the Rafur Shalema, in the healing of Harab Shalvin Yamina, Harab Daniel Mansara, Harab Chaim Tubi Ben Chaya, Tova Leah Bas Rivka. Hashem give her Tova Leah Bas Rivka. Everybody should pray for Tova Leah Bas Rivka. Success and healing. And and success and your chamaima of the Sheva Banabaka Diabu Nisheva Emin Lusheva Shefer Lusheva Rain Makovatova Basha. The whole Elo is sponsored by Chicagobreslov.com.org. And please share and rate the podcast. Um also, um there is going to be an event on September tenth in Miami Beach, a singles event between twenty-five and twenty-five and forty-five. And everybody's welcome to that event. We're going to be posting the event from Nelly's list. All right, really, really great concept. We're going to take a book called Visualization and Imagery by Rav Dubber Pinson. It's extremely important, just like you go to the gym and you work out, and the quality of your workout, the quality of how strong you are today is basically your, how, how many times you work out and your consistency. You know, you, you can't, I can tell you right now how many times you work out. I can see it in, in, in your body. The same thing with our mind. We have, to go to, we have to go to the gym exercise. We have to go to the mental exercise. And guess what? In life, we pretty much get what we practice. You get in life what you practice. If you practice worrying, then you're a worrier. If you practice um, praying, then you're a worrier. You understand? And pretty much you get in life, you get in life with the, what you practice. And it's extremely important to understand that. So this way you have to, the, the, the sign of any Yeshua, any sign of anything good thing coming to you is that you start taking control of your imagination. We spoke about, we spoke about that many, many times. And we're going to talk about pretty much how, how, to, how to come with, with some tools from Rabbi Pinson. It's unbelievable to see Rabbi Pinson, who who's pretty much knows every aspect of Kabbalah, and he has a whole book, which is extremely, how many pages? Over, almost 500 pages just on visualizations to show you that this is not an easy matter and it gives all kinds of exercise on visualizations but the problem is, is the thing is once you start visualizing you could start seeing pictures you start controlling over where you want to focus and once you do that then all of a sudden when you do get a negative thought and you do get a negative energy you just recognize no that's not that's not me where do I need to go? It's pretty much in the olden days, they used to call it the horse brain. You know, the horse, you can lead the horse. Rabbi Nachman has the whole Torah. That you have to ride the horse. You have to make sure that the horse doesn't take you where you need to go. You need to be the rider of the horse. So ask yourself, who's riding? Are you riding the horse or is the horse riding you? And your mental health today, it depends on what you focus on and what you recognize is the past versus the present. So visualization is something that's not stressed enough on, you know, I even did a Google search, visualization, the one article, I mean, you kidding me? <laughs> but look up, worrying and the Torah, <laughs> 500,000 things, you see, on worrying. So what we were, the problem today is we are playing too much defense. We are in a defensive game, we are not in an office, an offensive game. And you can't score if you're not playing offense. So you're just you're surviving, you're, you're this. That's because we're not, you're not riding the horse. The horse is riding you. In the, in the Eastern culture, they used to call it monkey brain. In the, in the, in the Hasidic culture, they called it horse. Because horse has a vivid imagination. So 
the importance of this is it's extremely important that we see life not as it, as life is, we see life as we are. We view things not as they are, we view things as we are. So until we change that mental, mental figure in our brain, it's also important to understand another portion of it. We view the world based on how our consciousness is. Rabbi Nachman says it in the first Torah in the book Wisdom. And he says, God is known by the sharim of the gates. Your, your shar, your perspective, your reality determines your relationship with God. Many people tell me, I'm, I hate God. I'm angry. I was angry at him before. He's, this is all fantasy, by the way. This, it's all fantasy. It's, it's your own way of looking at the world. So the purpose of this is to really, really start looking. You know, the New Year's coming up. Start already visualizing, spending time. For example, my, my, pra- my practice is I will do my Hizbodidut, I will do my talking, I will do my prayer. And then at the end of the five, after that, five minutes after, then I'll just go into uh, visualization. Visualization. Uh, I'll visualize certain things I need to visualize, and, 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 I, and I focus on the state sometimes. Just for example, if I want to focus, I will focus on being extremely happy in my marriage. I focus on being extremely, extremely fulfilled. Um, I, I, I really put that energy out. Uh, it can, I'll definitely connect it to a song because remember it's important that we want to connect it's just it's, it's one thing is seeing it one thing is feeling it and sensing it and, and living it and I did this everybody knows the story about the, the, the famous uh, cheesecake party that we threw that I threw years ago and that really gave me the tool on how how to do this in the future basically what happened is one year after Rosh Hashanah I, was, I got some crazy audit 7-8 company audit and I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, how, how, how am I going to function? You know, normally you go into that, you're like, you always think of the worst case scenario. So I said, I cannot, I'm not going to go through my whole year as a complete basket case. I'm going to start planning already in my life where I want to be. Where I want to be. I want to be free. I want to be happy. So I want to start planning already a, a party of how of, of a particular, I'm going to throw a party when this is all over. So I said, why, why wait till for things to, you know, people tell you, I'll, wait, I'll be happy when I, one day I'll laugh at this. So I said, why, why not la- start laughing now? Bottom line, why do I have to wait one day to laugh about this? One day to say, hey, let me start thinking now and let me start getting in that, in that, in, in, in already feeling like I'm already out. And this is exactly what happened. I visualized the cheesecake party and I was so detailed with exactly where I was going to go to get the cheesecake. What kind of cheesecake? Is it parv? Is it cheese? I was so obsessed with the details that any time I got triggered with the audit, or even when, when the IRS was there and the whole thing, I was already thinking about, you know, what kind of frosting I'm going to have instead of what kind of assets I'm going to have to pay. It, it was just an incredible focused exercise that I never... I, I, and every day I practice it and practice it and practice it. And it, it became such reality that I already visualized I was, I was out. Mentally, physically, there was no anxiety. It was an incredible experience. But I'm like, I did this already. Why am I not doing this again? So again, you need, unfortunately, you need somebody to light, the, light, light a fire up, your, you know what, to tell you, uh, okay, I know where I need to go. So this works a thousand percent. It's worked for me a thousand times. Um, and the times that I don't do it is because of laziness and lack of focus, broken focus. But I know it works. And the importance of visualization is extremely important. One, why? Why, most importantly? Because that's called faith. Faith is the ability to see something before the situation is, is there. That's exactly what faith is. God puts a, a sea in front of you. You need to see it. It's already split. You, you need a lot of faith and you need a lot of positive 
positive. So the fact that you're visualizing well and you're, and you're practicing it's a sign that you are working on your faith. And this is where faith is the source of all blessings. So it's not just so, you know, positive. No, this is, this is extremely important. Even the Artages tell us when we start praying in the morning, and we, we read these this the C split C split as Moshe. We read that every single day. If a person who reads who reads the morning prayers, he's supposed to visualize himself that he's got a problem and he's splitting the Red Sea already. He's, that is visualization also. You can actually visualize yourself crossing that problem in your life, etc. Remember, we need to understand the importance of the greatness of our God, our God is infinite. There's no limits to Him. We only put limits because we're insecure and we don't want to go all in. You understand? The problem is not in heaven. The problem is with our little imaginations and our small-minded thinking. It's, it's nothing else but that. Just like there's plenty of love for Shalom Bayit and, and two people can love each other and do the good, but it's their egos and their walls and their, and their resentments and, and their, their past and their and what they think they should have gotten, and then all of this, all of this fancy stuff, and then they go on Instagram, they compare their, their marriage to somebody else's marriage, and then we just add another wall, and then we talk to another friend who got divorced, and then she tells us bad advice, then we put up another wall, and next thing you know, you're in a barricade with no hope. And this is not some, this is exactly the job of the evil inclination in your ego. Protect, 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 but doesn't ask you, there's not, nobody says, oh my ego, Freed me. I feel so free because of my ego. Opposite. Your ego is showing you the resistance in your life. And resistance is meant to be broken. So we all have to understand that it's one thing is learning Torah. One thing is, is it in your bones? Ramachman says it's extremely important. When you pray, your bones have to feel the words. If your bones do not feel the words, that means you're very far away from the prayer. You're doing a mini-valili. Mini, what's that? Mini-valili? I forgot. Lip syncing. Imagine going to pay. You're paying, you know, $5,000 for front row tickets and the guy's lip syncing in the middle. You, you'd, be, you'd, you'd, you'd scream. You'd, imagine you spend 5000 your favorite artist, you get front row tickets and you find that the guy's lip syncing. You would go out of your freaking mind. You would go out of your mind, you would cancel American Express. <laughs> but we do this! Why are you lip syncing? Why are we not intense enough? Is there not enough pressure? Have we not gotten enough pressure out there that we don't? there's nothing to pray for, there's nothing to wake up to? So this is something we all have to understand. And I say to myself, very simple, do you not have things to talk, pray for? Do you not have, is there not a laundry list of things in your life that you need to pray for? Get up and start visualizing. And that fuel gets me going. So pain is really to, to get you into real, real imagination it's not we were very confused today about pain pain is really really there to get you all in on the imagination believe me when the irs gave me that letter and the six six company arm believe me i can visualize a cheesecake because that got me intense you have to start becoming more intense that's the bottom line so mental imagery and other forms of nonverbal communications are the primary mediums to get to the subconscious okay Remember, there's very few things we could do to, to, to really hack their subconscious. One thing is mental imagery. The other thing is, is breathing. Breathing is also excellent to tap into the subconscious. And remember, your life is 90% of your subconscious. And he says, 
subliminal sights, sounds, and other stimuli sneak into the deep recesses of our mind and end up lodging themselves there. This could be the formed of something you saw or heard, experienced as a young child, even today. For example, that, uh, what is, you, we all get triggered by things, correct? Somebody hears a loud voice in my rehab center. You can see when you hear a plane, an army veterans, another person, they get triggered if they hear a smell of perfume of a person who, God forbid, uh, abused them. Or there's all these triggers. For example, I got I get triggered when I see cold 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 cuts, because in London I had such bad food poisoning that I was done for three days. I couldn't I couldn't eat I couldn't I was three days of food poisoning. So I see I see <laughs> cold cuts. I, I get completely my body shakes and and I could see all these everybody else is stuff, stuffing uh, subway sandwiches up their face. I can't look at them. Because I have a trigger there that not that I really care to get to work through because I don't need cold cuts they're terrible for you, but if I really wanted to eat cold cuts again I would have to go through a lot of changing of my mind and rewiring of my mind but I couldn't care less about cold cuts. You understand? But that is a trigger in me to say no 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 this is not don't go near there don't look at it I get actually my body feels it it's incredible just by looking at the cold cuts I, my body feels the, the, the nausea. It's an incredible thing. And people get nauseous. They get triggered. You see people, I'll give a class in my recovery center and you'll see people disassociate with certain things I said. And they'll just disassociate. They'll turn to the side. And they'll, their body will... Sh- it's incredible. We are all ho- holding cert, cert, so much energy from certain events that have not been released. So these little things are just touching it. It's just touching that sore spot that you're not that you haven't healed. You know, just like any any area, imagine you have a cut in your life and you haven't healed it. And anything that goes near that, it's gonna it's it it, it wounds it. And you have to take that wound and, and make it a scar. If you want to. For example, the cold cuts, I would never would have put the energy into it because I couldn't care less about cold cuts. So you can heal the cold cuts if I wanted to, but I don't want to. So I'd rather stay away from them. Do you understand? So the same thing in anything in life, food poisoning, this, this, oh, I don't need this, I don't need that. It's because there's a certain amount of energy triggered there that, that has not been released. So the same thing with our, with, our, with our subconscious. Our subconscious is really, really running, running the show. So, the, so these things become lodged there. In our, in our, and they don't have an expiration date, by the way. Something that happened 15 years ago, for example, it's the funniest thing that, it's not so funny, but... You know, my, my, my mother-in-law would always miss flights. And my wife, she's OCD, perfect control. Eh, she couldn't handle it. As a kid, she, I'm like, why, why, why do we have to show up to the airport at three, three hours early? I mean, are you kidding? We have to show up at the airport early. Because of, I have to deal with her missing flights all the time. So next thing you know, I'm, what, the, even God forbid, I'm not early enough. It's, it triggers, uh, you know, the, the, the flights that were missed. And next, next thing, you know, uh, thank God there's American Express lounges there. But the bottom line is anything that even late, it's a major trigger. Where other people are like, who cares? But I, don't, I didn't come from that world. I didn't miss a thousand flights when I was younger. Just to show you uh, how, how, how much our mind works. And, and this doesn't get fixed unless you work on it. It's the bottom line. So if you don't have a dedicated time, it doesn't get fixed. Our future, and this is where he's saying, Robert Pinson is saying that the future is based on our image of the present. Your future today is based on your image of your presence, of what you see. How, what do you believe about love? 
What do you believe about money? What do you believe about spirituality? Your future is going to be based on what you're holding onto your brain today. You understand? And this is where you have to understand that. And whether your relationships are unhealthy, impoverished, all of this is connected to really, really what you're holding. And you haven't. Re- and today we're very upset. You know, you will, imagine you have a very a tape recorder that you have to constantly. It's that you tape. Imagine you're in your worst state and you tape the recorder. You have a bad tape recorder, right? And that and that tape is playing uh, not the greatest song in the world. And you go to your doctor and he says, "Doctor, this is the tape recorder I have. It's playing a terrible song. So what's the doctor going to give you? Earplugs. He'll give you earplugs. <laughs> okay." I'll give you earplugs, uh, or another person will give you, um, you know, some kind of medication so you don't, hear, so it doesn't affect you as bad the tape recorder. But at the end of the day, what you really need to do is pl- pl- is re-record. <laughs> it's the bottom line. What is the point of at the end of the day? What do I need to hear? I, what do I need an earplug so I can hear less, or I don't get triggered as much, or medication so when it does play, I'm not so bothered? Re-record. That's the bottom line. You know, this is an, a pill for an ill mindset today. And 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 you're the and we're walking in there with the tape recorder, with a broken tape recorder, and saying, I don't want, I don't want to hear it as much. I don't want to hear. What do you have? What do you What do you got for me? Or you have maybe I could smoke marijuana and I and it won't bother me as much. And I'll no, that's not the answer. The answer is to say, I need to re-record. This is not what I want. I don't want to record. I don't want to hear this all day long in my mind. I don't want to hear this. I don't want it. Not only is it in my mind, am I hearing it all day long, it, it affected my nervous system because I'm nauseous every time I hear it. So why am I not re-recording? Then that's, I mean, you would, imagine you're walking in with a re-record. And you, yeah, I'll take, give me a month prescription. Give me a 10-year prescription. No, re-record. Re-record. It's that, I hate to tell it to you, it's that simple. The subconscious mind constructs a certain image of who you are and what you can expect out of life and automatically, listen to this, you are automatically drawn to that image. Guys, this is Rabbi Pinson writing this. This is not, again, the law of attraction. This is not the secret. This is Rabbi Pinson. This, all of this is Kabbalah, all of this is Torah. This is not as much as you think. This is a... Kabbalah book. This is a book on Hasidus, Zohar, etc. Rabbi Nachman tells us exactly the same thing. You will eventually be drawn to that situation, which is called in, in, in spirituality a fallen fear. A fallen fear, it, it basically a fallen fear, makes you attract exactly what, you, what you're holding in. So you have to ask yourself, what are you holding? What are you holding in your head? And if you're not conscious, you're automatically unconscious, and then you're definitely holding on as a negative thought. And you will live up to the image, self-sabotaging any possible success, emotional, physical, or freedom. For example, let's say before you sit down to learn a difficult topic, or you learn a, a business meeting, you think to yourself, this is never going to work out. Why am I fooling myself? Guess what's going to happen? Yeah, you're right, it's not going to work out. You know, I used to do that with the Gemara. I'm like, oh my God, every time I learn, I learn Gemara, I, I fall asleep, I'm tired. Uh, I don't have the head for it. So I had to, little by little, say, this is exciting! Because that's, that's the new mantra. Remember, we were recording. This is exciting. This is exciting. This is exciting. The same thing with, with exercise. You have to just reach, re-record. It doesn't care what it says. 
The recorder doesn't care if you say hello, goodbye, you're the greatest or you're the worst. It doesn't, it's not going to fight with you. It's not going to fight with you. It's just going to tell you who you are. The more times, listen to this. The more times, and the problem is, whatever you repeat the negative image, it, it also re-enhances re the image. And basically, just like if you want to go buy a red Corvette, and you go drive, you will see all red Corvettes. Because that's where your mind focuses on exactly what you focus on. The more times you mentally imagine something, the greater its chances of manifestation. So here where we go here. The more time you do this, so you have to remember the peak time of doing this is right before you go to sleep and right in the morning because that's where your mind is not in. It's, it's, during the day, it's, just, it's too much. It doesn't have that contemplation. So I, I do this specifically very, very early in the morning because I know this is the time of imagination. This is the time where I can fuel my imagination. And I do this after already I do my Hezbollah and I do that after I'm already in a good state. So imagine doing this with joy. It just, and music, you're just, you know, it just takes your brain to a completely different, different place. And that's where I am today. I am today only because of the, where I am in my mind and how much I focus and how much time I spend on this. Just to be a little more clear, it's not a simple or just a particular uh, image. Of course, you need to explain. You need to create desire. For example, when I want to choose a goal, I always try to do it as a spiritual goal. Okay? When I said, when I said to myself, when I was single, I said to myself, I, I didn't say I wanted my soulmate. I, didn't want, I didn't say that. I don't want to sin. Created the world, I don't want to sin. So anytime you're creating a, you want to image something as being not sinning and being pure and being, then God will attract you to that situation. So that even works. This takes this concept times 10. So if you have a spiritual need, in heaven they also have that need. So imagine instead of praying for money and you start praying to have, to walk around with tremendous amount of trust and tremendous amount of bitachon and walking around with calm confidence and telling yourself, I'm calm, I'm confident, that calm confidence, you will be more successful, I guarantee it to you. I guarantee it to you. Trust, you could tell, give yourself mantras like, I am calm and confident, I trust the process. I'm calm and confident, I trust the process. Trust the process, not rush the process, not freak out about the process. It will be a process, there will be obstacles and I will overcome them. So you could tell yourself all of these things and you could say to yourself, feel to yourself like that. I do this all the time when I, when I want to give a speech, for a bigger speech. I'm very calm in the speech, nothing, I'm chilled out, I'm pretending I'm talking to little babies. So I'm super calm, no anxiety, etc. Because again, I've, it's, it's been rehearsed already, in my mind already. So this is the importance of, of understanding this. What, what Rapinson says, I strongly recommend everybody to even get this book, Visualization Imagery, because it's got tons of exercises. But another thing he says is there's four, there's four types of... Hold on a second. A second. He says there's there four levels of, of, of an idea. That means if we want to get into an idea, there's four levels we have to go through. And he says the first level is called mushka, which means intellect. First you have to understand what, what do you want. So the first idea practically about any idea is, for example, what do I want? I want a cheesecake. I want, a, 
I want to be free. I want to be free from the situation. So I'm linking. I'm linking my brain already to a suda. suda, Let's say, God forbid, a person's sick, and God forbid, a person is so stuck in that in that situation. So what he should do, he should he should already be planning a a Thanksgiving meal, thanking God for the healing, practicing his speech in the healing, practicing what kind of speech he's going to say, that I heard a class from Gedalia, and I heard it, and all of a sudden I was sick, and next thing you know, it got me to start thinking about uh, practicing in, uh, every single day, and all of a sudden I started visualizing every single day. That should be your speech, by the way. I started visualizing every day, and I started thinking about, you know, blueberry cheesecake party, and I started thinking about, it. you should literally say it like you're, like you're sitting there talking to the speech. And once you could start saying the speech, you're almost drawing that situation right into you now because you've already perfected the speech so much it's like now the event has to come to you and by the way this is this is not hocus pocus this is called faith faith is already Rav Nachman says the key to healing is not the doctor it's faith faith calms you down faith heals you Rav Nachman says the major cause of sickness is unhappiness and the major cause of healing is, is, is joy. Joy, Kabbalistically, because there's, there's, through joy, a person has, um, basically, anytime I have joy, I have the Shekhinah. Anytime I have joy, I have 100% godliness in my life. So when I'm 100% joy, that means I'm 100%, I see godliness, I see everything clear. So what happens? I, I, I bring godliness into my life. And that, and that whatever needs healing, I bring that energy from God, from main self, into my body. And it can get healed. I let that energy in. Do you understand? It's all about just letting the energy in. That's what it, that's what it all is. So the first idea is, 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 is in, think about the idea, the intellect. Right? Remember, intellect is not enough because it has to go into the what? Chachma, bin and dat. Intellect is just, is the, is just chachma. It has to go through bina, it has to go through dat. So the first thing is intellect. Once you secure the idea in the mind, the idea then becomes mutbal, which means, in Hebrew, which means in English, imprinted. You start imprinting the situation. Right? Imprinting. You know, my wife visualized herself having twins. She visualized herself having My wife is very good at this. By the way, this is much easier, by the way, if you are a water sign. Scorpios, Cancers, Pisces already have the imagination fueled. They already have where they can go into deeper places. Um, uh, Sagittarius is also if they can f- stay focused. But Earth signs have a harder time with this because they're too busy figuring out. Well, what do I need to do now? What do I need to do? Let go. You need to just let go and stop thinking. Well, how do I do this? And how do I do this? And how do I do that? Well, how do I know? Again. Let go. You need to let go. You need to open up your heart. So Scorpio, Scorpios, Cancers, and they already are in that world of imagination as it is. Pisces especially. They're major dreamers. But if, they, if they, unfortunately, if it doesn't go the right direction, it becomes uh, opposite. So it works. Imagination is either catastrophe or imagination. It depends who's riding the horse. So after the, you, you have the idea, then you, take, you imprint this idea in your mind. Then you, you bring a sense to it, which is called in Hebrew, murgash. Murgash means a sense, a feeling, right? A sense, a feeling. And the last one 
is temuna, which means a, a, a picture. You actually see it. So remember, it's extremely important. Music kills the ego. Why we use music? Because music kills the ego. Good music, and you can listen to focus music, it kills the ego. It lets you let go. Music lets you let go. Do you understand? And when you let go, you're free. You can believe in it. When you don't, sometimes it's harder to do this when you don't have music. Uh, because it's just so much harder to get into that space. Music was a place of what? Nevoa. Nevoa means prophecy. Because we let go. You know, you go to a party, there's music, and people let go. We can let go. You understand? We have a hard time letting go. So I would practice this every single day. I would, for example, if, you're, if you want to get married, picture yourself um, fulfilled in, 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 a, in, a, in a happy marriage. And, 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 you know, again, picture yourself already married. Picture yourself there. There's nothing wrong with picturing. Picturing is not, is not, is not desiring or craving. Because remember, we don't want to do this out of sadness. We want to do this out of happiness. And you understand? When you're, anytime you're trying to attract something, if you're, attracting, if you're chasing it, that is not the law of attraction. Here we're just practicing a higher state. Picture myself married, picture myself in a good condition, or picture yourself going out. If you have shalom bite issues, instead of picturing thinking about divorce, you should be picturing yourself on vacation with your wife and picturing yourself with uh, the music you want to hear. All of this is basically you're priming your, your mind to where you want to go. And most importantly, is you're interrupting the bad imagination. So basically, every single time you re-record, you're now, instead of, let's say you have a 60-minute tape, you, let's say you master 10 minutes of good positive imagination. For example, I never have an anxiety attack before a class. Never have it, because I never pictured a bad class going wrong. But imagine if I pictured a class going wrong, all of a sudden I would get up there, next thing you know, I'd get all these crazy, crazy things in my head. I don't picture these, I don't think about these things. I don't picture myself giving, when I give charity, running out of money. I don't picture it. It's not even, I wouldn't even think about it because this has been mastered already. So imagine you have a tape of 60 minutes and you, normally your life is, if you haven't controlled your imagination, it's usually 59 minutes of not good and one minute of good. So what you should do is you should try to say today, this week or this month, I'm going to get at least to five minutes. So it's five minutes good, 55 minutes bad. It's going to be a process because remember, Anytime you're picturing something good, you already have the resistance of all the nonsense. You have the 55 minutes. You have to be realistic to recognize, yes, I just got out of mud. And I have to clean up. And this is what really, really, really changes everything. And that's one thing that, again, we, 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 it's, it's not stressed enough. Um, it's not stressed enough. But this is where the Zohar tells us. It tells us that the gate of Kedusha, the gate of holiness, is the power of imagination. So the power of imagination is really, really what's going to change your life. And I would start by practicing early in the morning. You have to get up early. You can't just do this in the middle of the car. In the middle, you understand? You need to be in the zone. This is not something where you can just do driving to work and say, Guy, I could do his bodhidut driving to work. One time a rabbi told me, How, what did you do his bodhidut? I mean, this guy was, you know, had a major community, major response. Yeah, I do it between going to work, going to go on the car. Uh-oh, I could see why the situation is like that right now. You can't do this. I can't work out in the middle of driving to work. You have to completely disappear. 
and do this at a specific time and reprogram the subconscious. Again, no, there's no, there's no good, bad. It's just we're not programmed the right things. So, I would, for example, if you're, you know, I had a knee injury, you know, I had a very bad knee injury, I could not run, it was torn, etc. And I tried to go to this doctor, to nothing worked. All of a sudden, I started imagining myself running, imagining myself running and being free and, and having no problem. All of a sudden, I met a friend of mine who does uh, surgery, who, who does like this uh, plasma, and, and he took, uh, next thing you know, he, I did the plasma work, and, and all of a sudden, he, the knee was healed. So it, it, you understand, the, it's not that I met the friend. I imagined run, myself running. Then I met the, the, the appropriate guy to heal the, 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 the meniscus, etc. You understand? The, the, I sent intent, and then the physical, the actual physical knee was healed through a proper surgery. Not that it just magically woke up and, you know, that I'm not that good at. I don't have that much time, but, but I could have probably healed my knee with my own thoughts because your body you can heal itself. And this is the, where the placebo effect is. But this, definitely in Rosh Hashanah, don't walk in there, you know, like, you, you know, you, you don't even know what's going on, who, wh- what page, what number are we on, what time's dinner, you know. Don't walk in there like, a, like you just got out of a, you know, out of a bad movie and say, what's going to be this year with Rosh Hashanah and, and hurricanes and Bidens and all this craziness. Uh, don't walk in there lost uh, just like that. Walk in there already with, with a direction and walk in there already feeling, because remember, the more you feel... And the more you, you reprogram your subconscious, the more you, th- you believe you're entitled to better things in life. You understand? You believe that your, 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 your mindset will start changing because you start believing in yourself because you did the work. And second, your, your opinion of your creator will change. And that's, that's the most important part of it. Your opinion of your creator will change. You'll believe your creator is abundant, not you know stingy matchmaker that doesn't want to give you a shidduch. And it's putting you through all this craziness. And no, you're just, you're coming in there with a bad, bad, bad picture. And, and this is so important for all of us to start doing it. We, we're obligated, we are all obligated to rectify our imagination, not just for ourselves, but for our family. Because you are responsible to be happy, not just for you, but your family. Your family is responsive. If you're not happy, everybody takes a hit in your family, believe me. You're not just responding. And then you could screw up their imagination also. Do you understand how many kids have been screwed up their imaginations because of parents that didn't, didn't control their imagination? So this is a responsibility on everybody. And it, it, this is an important message. And again, this book is, is really great. It, it, it's a little complicated because it does have very complicated Kabbalistic uh, visualizations that I'm not there yet on those. But... But just the fact that you're practicing visualization is a sign that you are believing that you can get to these states. Hashem help us all um, that we should all get to this energy. We should all we should all really really start changing our imagination and rectifying it. And again, don't be upset about the about don't be upset about the recorder. It is what it is. Don't break it. Don't yell at it. Don't be afraid of it. Don't numb it. Don't complain about it. Re-record it. That's all you could do is press re-record. Have a great day.